This podcast may contain paid advertisements, but more on that later. Welcome to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast, where I discuss the nuts and bolts of business and leadership, with a focus on bootstrapping a business from the ground up. This podcast is for all entrepreneurs, bootstrappers, and leaders in all walks of life. My goal is to help you grow both personally and professionally. I am your host, Isaiah O'Connor. Okay. And today on the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast, I have Harrison Houghton. Houghton, did I say that close? Again with me? You get him better. You get him better. It's Houghton. 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 Yeah. I, I will eventually get that. But I'm already struggling to learn Norwegian and uh, not speak English here and figure out Norwegian pronunciation. Yeah, it, it gets me. Anyway. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And what gets really fun is because Danish, Swedish, and Norwegian are so close, you can speak Norwegian to a Dane, and they will likely understand most of what you say, and Danes will speak back to Norwegians in Danish, and they'll understand mostly of what you're saying. Same with Swedish. So they often have Danish people speaking Danish here in Norway, and I'm sitting there trying to figure out what the heck they're saying. Because Norwegians like to tease the Danish and say that the Danish speak with a potato in their throat. Because when they speak, it sounds like they've got like this thing in their throat. (laughs) So, anyway. So, today we're going to talk about getting paid. I think that's kind of important. What do you think? It's good to get paid? Yeah. I think it's it's crucial not just getting paid, but how you get paid. Because the way I think you and I both think is that you should systematize your business. There should be processes in place that take the hassle out of everything. And that's how you really make money while you sleep. You're not making money while you sleep. Your processes and systems are doing work for you. It's yeah. like you're having an extra employee that works full night. Yeah. Every day. So that's one aspect. Now, if you're in a service business, initially, you're not going to be getting those. Um, this one guy calls them sales while sleeping dollars, Swiss dollars. The, that's um, from the book. Uh, is it 48 Days to the Work You Love, I think? Yeah, I do believe so. 48 Days to the Work You Love. And the guy is, I can't think of the guy's name. But I always talk about that book anyway. But yeah. But what I was more talking about was getting billing, getting cut clients to pay you, especially in the service industry. It's very easy for clients to skip town on you as it were and not pay. Last year, 2020, I had two clients order around around a thousand US dollars worth of balloons and not pay. Not only did they not pay, but they did not contact me. They just disappeared. Now, personally, I'm a nice guy. It's Corona times. I understand if all of a sudden you can't pay because something comes up. But talk to me and I'll work out something. I need to get paid. I got my own kids to feed, you know? So how do you mm-hmm. avoid the uh, not getting paid part? Yeah. So first off, I've been stung before as well, right? Just not at the same the same level um as you have effectively so when i stung i did a kid's uh kid's birthday party 
I was working with the DJ who booked me. He was the the uh, the person who booked me in the end. And so I'm doing this show. I do the show, and I specialize in weddings and corporate entertainment. That's what I do. That's what my bread and butter is, and doing stage work. And they hired me to do a kids show, which you know at the time I did because it was a friend. It was a family friend, and like you know, they booked me. I did the show, and he said after I did the show, he said, "Oh, um, yeah, well they've not paid yet, so I'll pay you when they pay me." And then he just sends me a text saying that, "Oh well, they they didn't they didn't want to pay for you because they didn't find you entertaining enough." I'm like, what? And there was a, I was at a crossroads because I thought, well, I could go, and he, he offered me a free show. Now there was a moral from that. It was only about about the t- at the time because it was quite a few years ago. It was only about hundred dollars or hundred pounds that I missed out on from that gig. But that's a lifetime lesson. Since then, I always get paid up front before the show starts. Usually I take a deposit um, within seven days or usually the same day that I quote them the quotation. Then at least seven to 14 days before the event actually happens, the full amount has to be paid in full. And there's reasons why I do that. It's not because I just want the money. One obviously is cash flow. It allows me to invest and build my business to what it is. And two, it lets me not worry about the money when I'm at the show. There's nothing worse than going around a venue trying to hassle someone when they're too busy trying to make sure that the event runs smoothly to make sure that everyone's happy. And yeah, I've been there. A, <laughs> or the event ends and you're trying to chase down the person who's in charge to get paid. I've done or that. then you get the company coming up to you and saying, oh, we'll just send something to our billing department. Like, and that's yeah. why I always carry, if they refuse to pay, or for example, in advance, and they say, oh, we'll pay you on the day, or maybe they you know, paid for an upsell, or maybe they wanted me to stay extra time that we hadn't previously agreed, because that sometimes happens. I always have a card reader with me. I always have my Zettel reader, my square reader with me mm-hmm. at all times. I got one of those, yeah. Ready to take payments yeah. at any moment. And we also have here in Norway something called um, VIPs. V-I-P-P-S. Yeah. It's really cool. I I don't know if it's around the world, but it's basically an app on your phone and you just set it up. It's secure. It's linked to your phone number. They type in your phone number or your corporate number if you have a corporate account, which I do. And they just hit send and it pops into your account. And the corporate, they take a fee, but everyone else doesn't get a fee. You just set it up. You have the VIPs number. You can send them a VIPs uh, uh, invoice. I tried to use the Norwegian word there. I've been Norway a bit. Mm. But you can just type in their phone number. It pulls up their name. You click on it. You say request money, 300 kroner, 3,000 kroner, whatever. Hit send. They say yes, no. And it shows paid or not paid. Very quick, very easy. Mm. it's very similar by the sounds of it to cash app which is a u.s based one owned by square which i use quite often for my u.s clients because not everyone wants paypal paypal have exorbitant fees so i've started using stripe more Mm. yeah Uh, one of my one of my mentors sent me a link uh, which gives me twenty thousand dollars sorry ten thousand dollars worth of free transactions with stripe nice a dirt cheap fee um, and it's like a perk of joining this this thing. I can tell you more about 
Um, and so that's just easier for me. I just prefer Cash App or Stripe compared to PayPal. Because PayPal can just be a real ball like and they can just leave your money stranded. I have like $800 to $1,000 set in a PayPal account. They won't let me withdraw. Yeah, there. I, I had a friend of mine deposit some money through PayPal through my um, buymeacoffee.com. And because mm. it was the first time they did the app, it took them like three months for the money to come in. <laughs> I mean, the money came in from their account. And like, oh, we're just going to verify that this person really sent you the money and this is not a scam. I'm like, okay, how long is that going to take? Well, fill in this information, we'll do it faster. Faster is like a month a month quicker. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. yeah, give us all your details. Yeah, it, it, it took forever. But there's a good point. When it comes to getting paid, you need to make it easy for people to pay you. Yes. In this modern age, it's not just money, cash on hand. There's it's no excuse for taking cash anymore. It's dangerous, especially with COVID. It's not safe because it can be infected and all sorts of other things as well. Yeah. And it's a nightmare in terms of tax implications. It's a nightmare in terms of cash flow. So I've got to go to the bank. I've got to cash it in. Then I have to pay a fee to put it in. And, it, you know, I'd rather just be paid there and then instantly. Yeah. I don't even have to count cash. Yeah. I, 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 I will take cash usually in one situation. And that's when I'm kind of uh, busking. Yes. Out in the street where I'm selling balloons in the them. street or someone tips. Yeah. But what I mean by easy, be prepared to do easy payments for your customer. The easier it is for them to pay you, the quicker. I like that. I also try to, especially on larger corporate customers, depending on the customer, I try to have a contractual basis saying this much is paid in deposit, this much is going on. I also I always have contracts. My agreements keep you safe. And it keeps them safe, too. It works both ways. You write it well. And then I also have a cancellation policy, which, as far as getting paid, one thing that we've talked about this before that I think is important is it's better to make a refund if you need to. If the customer's not happy and you need to refund, then just not getting paid at all. Because that puts the wall in your pocket and that also gives you a chance to make up or something. Because if they just don't pay you, you can't impress them with something. If they were not happy with you, you might have been able to say, okay, here's a full refund. Plus, I'm sorry, you felt bad. There was a miscommunication. Plus, here's another show or 50% off or something to try to win them back and leave a really good name for yourself. But when they just don't pay you, you can't come back from that as easy. Well, what I always do is offer them credit or refund so they can keep it for a future show or they can have a full refund. And the yeah. majority of my clients, particularly during COVID, luckily, have chosen the the the, the uh, keep for another show because they know my rates are going to go up. My rates are going to skyrocket after COVID mm. because my entertainment services, I'm still going to do Zoom shows. I'm still going to do virtual shows because I enjoy it and it's convenient for them and for me. But live in-demand entertainment is going to go up in value. Yeah, because now the, the the new standard is Zoom. The new standard is virtual. That's what everyone's going to be pushing. Very few people are going to be doing virtual events anymore. That's what I think, anyway. And yeah, I guess another example where I would accept cash is if I mic, for example, some of my shows. I sell magic tricks and you know DVDs and other things to teach people stuff. 
And so I will accept cash in those scenarios as well. Yeah, it's all depending on the situation. Now, yeah. uh, or ever so often, I've had a couple of people say we're going to pay you cash on site. And when it's a hundred bucks, about a thousand kroner. Okay, I'll take that. As long as I get paid right away. Because for me, it doesn't yeah. cost me anything to put in the bank. My accounting, it's not that big. It's it's pretty simple here. Um, now, one thing I want to talk about, too, with that is contracts. What What's your uh, cancellation policy? Usually, my cancellation policy varies depending on the contract. Um, most of the times, it's if you cancel um, seven days before the event. So, again, the deposit's already been paid. Um, and if they had to cancel seven days before the event, the amount's due in full. Again, I don't always enforce it, but it's there to protect me legally. Um, and then if they cancel within um, 14 days, then the deposit is kept. So I think I think that's that's fairly reasonable. Um, but again, I very, very rarely have cancellations. And a lot of the time, if I do, I don't enforce that. That's just the worst case scenario. That's just there to protect me. Yeah, my cancellation fee is a little bit different, of course. Uh, this is based on my my entertainment package versus my um, decor package. Because when I do decor, cancellation is still a pain in the butt. I still can't lose it. But it's a little bit more flexible with decor. Because, yeah, I might have to buy the stock and stuff, which is a pain in the butt. But if the event gets canceled, it's not like I have to go dress up and all this stuff. It's a little bit different on that. But still, I try to hold the same between both. And with me, I I have a 20, and I don't call it a deposit, by the way. That's one thing I learned somewhere along the way. I, is, I, I have adjusted that now to booking fee. Yeah, a booking uh, fee, a confirmation fee, a confirmation fee, because a confirmation Deposits fee. Deposits are refundable. Exactly. Deposits mm -hmm. are refundable. And you might do that as a customer service thing in the future. But a confirmation fee is locks the position. And especially if you're doing something where you're producing something and you're buying stuff, 20% yes. about covers my direct cost usually, but not even that. For example, when I price out my balloons, I price out per balloon in the display. So if I have a balloon column and it takes 40 balloons, I have a price for 40 balloons as an individual balloon. Now, when I buy the balloon, I buy a whole bag of balloons for 100, 100 balloons. And I can use those for further events, et cetera. But I've had events where they told me the colors they wanted, and I got all the colors, and I got excited. I went out and bought all these balloons, and then they canceled. And then I was stuck with all these balloons, and I only needed from each bag like five balloons of each color. If I got in the event, it would have been worth it. But I didn't get the event, so now I was stuck with all these bags of balloons that cost me more than I needed to. <laughs> so yeah, I that that confirmation fee covers my purchasing of the balloons and stuff. That's just about it. It just covers my my investment in to get it. And what I have is if you cancel if a month in advance or longer. I keep the confirmation fee because I've already bought balloons and stuff. 
if 14 days, cancel 14 days, you pay 50%. 13 days or less, you pay 100% of the agreed amount. Now, I do throw a little caveat in there, is if you are doing an event, say you're having a, me as a clown, and you need to cancel, but your buddy needs a clown for his event on the same time slot, you say, well, here's my buddy. He has the exact same time slot for the exact same day. And you basically replace the event with another person. I won't charge your cancellation fee if he pays me. What do you think about that idea? Yeah, um, again, that's that's a similar thing. I mean, I usually hold it off as credit. So if they want to credit it for a future event, then that's another option, which I know most of my clients end up taking. But yeah, I, I do take booking fees. It's just I'm so used to saying deposits because I've been doing this so long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back in the days when I used to do deposits. But yeah, it's 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 something that you're best speaking to a legal or a tax advisor. Again, I'm not a tax advisor. I'm not a legal advisor, so I can't advise you what to put in your contract. Yeah, Maybe exactly. You can figure that out. That's um, something I do got to try to remember to say more often. Do get legal advice. Make sure you're following your local laws, especially in the states. State by state, city by city, county by county has different laws, different taxes, different ways you have to bill, different things that you have to check you gotta make sure you go through and do things all correctly and it's such an individual and this podcast goes all over the world so check your local stuff we're just talking about what we do and i took my contract and ran it through made sure it was legal here before i started issuing it so if you write a contract now you can usually find a boilerplate contract online for your area, like the basic legal parameters, and you can just download it, copy, paste it, and edit it as you need. But you still double check it, get a lawyer to look it over, get a business person that look it over, make sure it's legal. Now, do you have a bad weather, um, inclement weather, which you're usually indoors, but I'm sure there's times you've done outdoor events where if you're in the service industry where you're servicing something outdoors, unless of course you're a tree service and you're used to it, do you have a special one for basically acts have, of God type thing? I have a separate contract. Yeah, of course. I have something acts of God. There's also a clause in my contract where if I'm unable to perform at the event and I can't find a suitable replacement, um, then we can reschedule or get a refund. If I'm unable to attend the event and I manage to find a suitable replacement, then that person will, will be in my place. And so those things, you know, that are out of your control are, are always in there. And you've got to have those things. And But, you know, your tax advisor and your legal advisor is going to advise you on everything you need in your contract in terms of that. Yeah. And for me, what I do is I need at least a 24 hour in advance that you're canceling the event. You can't be. I need at least seven to 14 days. Yeah. If you uh, for, don't, then the full balance is due. Yeah, for me, with the with bad weather, this is just with the bad weather. If they have it planned and it looks like it's going to be a great day up until two days before, especially in Norway because the weather here. If you want to talk to a Norwegian, you don't know where his favorite subject is? The weather. So the weather changes so much that it can look great for three days in advance, two days in advance. And the day before can look really, really wonderful. And then the next day can just change and be absolutely, you know, clouds and lightning and thunder and raining or snow or whatever. Or we laughed because my wife was like, when is this app going to update? 
it shows sunny and it's snowing. <laughs> and it was really snowing too. It wasn't like just a little flake or two. It was coming down hard. And her uh, weather app was showing it was snowing. So with weather, I say I need at least a 24-hour in advance notice. And then if you inform me less than 24 hours, then I keep the the uh, booking fee. But I don't make them pay the full amount because it's the weather. That's just me. And then if they notify me in advance, I still keep the booking fee. But you get to book the uh, – actually, I think I wrote that wrong. Oh, yeah. If they cancel within 24 hours, they cancel, say, the day of, they, and it's after 24 hours, I keep the booking fee. I don't charge them the full amount, but I keep the booking fee, and then that's it. I just keep it. They pay me the booking fee, and I keep the money. But if they weren't, they let me know in advance, I still keep the booking fee as a security for their event for one year. They get one year to reschedule. And when they reschedule, they only pay the difference from the booking fee and their their uh, the total event price. Does that make sense? Hmm. Did you follow that? Yeah, yeah I don't I know did, if I, I followed it. Remember, but yeah, ba- basically, they just they if there's bad weather, they need to give you 24 hours notice, or they're going to fucking pay for it. Yeah, pretty much. Is 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 the is the is the bottom line of it? Yeah, they're going to pay something. Anything. I'm not going to charge them full price since I don't show up and do the event, but. If they give me a heads up, at least give me your props. Yeah, when get uh, when the heads up when they give me a heads up on time, then they can reschedule it for a different day and then pay me the balance later. They don't have to pay. I don't charge them a booking fee multiple times. You know what I mean? Just one, just one booking fee, and then they do that. Yeah, because you do whatever you want. And when 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 do you usually take payment then for the full amount? I've that's something I've been adjusting. It's it depends on the client too. And that's something else we can talk about in a moment, yeah. but I am working on changing that to your kind of thing where if I do not have the money in my account on the day of the event, you're not getting me to do the event with a few exceptions. Now, part of the problem is I do work with a lot of major corporations. That's been my primary clients. And I go from being used to dealing with corporations, big corporations, and I apply the same rules to private clients and small businesses, which I shouldn't do. I need, because some big corporations, it's really hard to get them to pay in advance for a service. Sometimes they will, but most of the times they won't, including major grocery chains. Uh, One of the clients was the biggest mall in Norway until recently. So. Big clients like that, I think it's a local thing. I don't know if it's actual law, but it's kind of business etiquette when you're doing business to business to give them a bill and give them 10 days to pay from the day of that bill and bill after the event. It's just kind of the business etiquette for large corporations. So, and I will work with a large corporation on that end and or repeat clients that I have built up a good relationship with. I've never noticed that with businesses. I, 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 in the UK, I always take my money up front and that's the way it is with businesses. If anything, I think you'll struggle more so doing that with private people. 
because they don't want to pay in advance. They want to pay you on the day. Uh, with corporations, it's, it's never been a problem for me. You just give them a bill, you send them the invoice, they pay it, and it's done. I'm going to look into trying to do that here because it'd be nice to get it ready in advance. It's now, just because I used to do it where I get paid cash in hand or I get paid on the on the day of the gig. And it's it's a nightmare trying to find the right person and the person might not have enough money with them. And, you know, this just takes that out. And it, it's just so much easier not to have the stress. The money's already been done. Yeah. Really and, paid for the show. Yeah, I'm going to try to get it more advanced payment on the corporations because I'm still they still require for accounting purposes a a invoice. They need the invoice. So I just got to figure out to, to do the invoice in advance and have the invoice paid before I do the gig. That's easy. You can so, use software for that. So use something like uh, FreshBooks. Yeah, I have a and local. Does it for you? I have a local, local one like that. A local Wave. software. Wave is fantastic. I have one called Visma Accounting, what and it's all the V's with uh, Norwegians. I... Visma, Vimo, <laughs> Vips. I really Vips. don't know. <laughs> Visma. But Visma is a. It's one that has all the right tax codes, all the right laws, and everything set properly in there. And you can actually link it to the the kind of where you pay your taxes, where you pay your um, uh, VAT tax. You actually can set it up. I haven't because yeah. I'm I... lucky because I get my accounting software free from my bank. Nice. <laughs> from my but... business account. This one you can for free set it up to the uh, VAT authority, and it will automatically fill in and process the VAT tax payment for you. Well, that's good. So it's all local for the local setup here, so which is cool. And that should be a whole other one accounting. Oh boy, that's a pain. Um, I I just leave it to my accountant. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have the money for accountant. They start off at like something like fifty dollars an hour here, and go up from there. Yeah, that's cheaper for an accountant. Yeah, and that's dollars uh, an hour. <laughs> yeah, I just pay them a retainer. They do all the work for me. Yeah, and I just don't have that enough income right now to pay one. I wish I did. Oh. So, yeah, it just makes me wear more hats. But yeah. so yeah, so right now my my main way I've been getting paid is that Vips app I told you about. People love it. Like, okay, Vips. Uh, I'm putting now since not that I've had any customers this year since January, but I always make business changes on January 1st. If I change pricing, it's as of January 1st. If I change my business uh, policies, it's January 1st. It's always first of the year. That way I'm not just making up policies as I go go along for each individual customer. I change the rules. It's not very good because if they start hearing that you I did something different. I usually do it every quarter because with my business and the way things are always changing and the new services I'm offering, I think that gives plenty of notice. But I always give the option for clients to book in advance at the same rate, so keep the same rates. And, um, I think that that's uh, – and it still allows me to really get my worth. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. A quarterly or biannually even I might do. But one of the changes I have is now, unless you're an established customer with a good relationship, then you pay upfront 
or you don't get the good or service that I provide. Yeah, that's what I need to implement ASAP. And the only exceptions are clients with a good history where we set it up and I'm going to try set it up. So I still do that in advance. Now, being in the event industry. Yes. And the event companies I work with, they have to wait to get paid. So with them, I have a setup where they get a longer time to pay. I usually have a 10 day. I have one company I give a 20 day. But then again, they provided 80% of my income for five years in a row. I'm pretty no, lean with point. them. I'm, pre- I'm pretty, yeah. I give them a lot of leeway because, uh, yeah, they take in really good care of me. I take really good care of them. And it, it goes both ways. And that's fine with those relationships where there's trust there. And I have clients like that as well, where um, the client will pay me on the day or the client will pay me after the event or anything, you know, even up to 30 days in advance. Uh, in, in you know after the events taking place with my high ticket and really my um, higher end corporate clients just because of the trust and relationship we've built up over the years but if you're new working with me and i we don't have any previous relationship the policy stands at seven days um, the balance has to be paid in full to 14 days yeah and that's something that i'm working on on how much in advance do i want to do that especially travel you know travel and yeah. that's why i usually take a lot of it up front um well it's not even seven to 14 days after the events no it's not that at all i need to rethink that because it's it's actually seven to 14 days after the deposit's being paid that the that the uh the, the money has to be paid in full because i have to figure out the flight cost i have to figure out the accommodation particularly some of the overseas events that i do um, not now with COVID, but before COVID. Um, yeah, no, right. You know, there's nothing worse than spending $600 on a flight for the performance to be cancelled because then I'm $600 out of pocket. Yeah, exactly. See, and I can get away with a little bit shorter time because it's usually relatively local for me. Yeah. Well, I do local events as well, but sometimes I, I do travel quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and so that's something you have to take into account, especially when I'm doing like multiple shows. And multiple places like i might do one show and give a better rate because i'm already in that town for example um or actively seek out work in that area because i'm already there anyway and it's those kind of places where if one of them if that one cancels well that rate that i gave that person the discounted rate is not even going to cover the flight cost or it's not even going to cover this or whatever it might be yeah yeah, it, it, this is stuff that you got to think of when you're going to business, getting paid. It's one thing when you go to work and you work your eight-hour shift, you go home, and then you get a paycheck at the end of the month. So much easier. <laughs> but, yeah, the cash flow is key. Cash yeah. flow is key. And I think that's going to be one of the things that hopefully as COVID opens up, I can start opening up implementing that because it's a lot easier to get cash up front when you're just doing a product for example my sister-in-law or soon-to-be sister-in-law my uh, brother's fiance she started her own little business she's making wonderful silk roses really cool looking and i've been helping her out with that a little bit on the business end helping her pick her company format all that good stuff and they pay her money and she sends them a rose pretty straightforward when you're in service and entertainment industry, you really have to think about that in advance. 
because this is the type of place where you will get stiffed a lot more than in that. And even some restaurants, isn't it crazy how you go to some restaurants and you get a bill at the end of the restaurant and then at the end of your meal, which is pretty common, right? You go to a nice restaurant, you sit down, you order a bunch of food, you get the bill at the end. Which is good because the advantage there for a restaurant is they can add on, add on, add on, add more drinks, add add some dessert, add a couple of sides, and they kind of upsell you as they go. But they always risk you not paying and leaving the restaurant. We call them dine and dash. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's always a risk that can happen. Uh, you faded out there. Your your mic's very low there. Hold on. Is that better? Yeah. Don't know what yeah. Happened then. yeah, so I think Dan and Dash is, is a concern. I know I have experience working in the restaurant industry and working doing restaurant magic. And the concern with that is that if someone does leave, they've you know, they've they've consumed God knows how much value of food and not get anything for it. Yeah. And then no one's gonna pay for the wage, no one's gonna pay for the labor. Yeah. And it's quite a common occurrence. Yeah, and that's a, quite a lot risk benefit there because the risk is you don't get paid because this is a very concentrated version of what we're talking about pay before pay later get the bill afterwards and pay it but you can make a lot more money by having them have a great experience sit down the server is a salesperson the best servers are really great salespeople whether they realize it or not their job is to sell you a bunch of food and coffee and drinks and dessert you don't want yeah exactly you came for a meal and they're going to sell you dessert they're going to sell you coffee they're going to sell you the starters and they need to yeah and and they do it you're going to really enjoy the experience and that's the key right and you tip them for selling you on top of that yeah because if they do their job well they it's worth it but then you have mcdonald's and burger king and fast food and it's the opposite one they're going for high volume and being paid up front because you don't get, you don't stiff McDonald's. You don't pay them. You don't get food. Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can agree with that. Now people do have all sorts of different tricks to get free food out of them, which I don't agree with. But yeah, but yeah, we won't go into scams, no. <laughs> but in general, <laughs> <laughs> there's always a scam for everything. Of course. Which that should be another thing about how to protect your business from scams. That'd be yeah, another topic. Scams on. Anyway, around. I think we've covered this fairly well about paying, being making it easy. Let's kind of wrap this up. You need to yeah. make it easy to pay. You need to get your money. Make sure you get your money up front. You can always make exceptions. Work with people you trust. You can give them a little bit more leeway. But make sure you get paid before you give them give away your service because it really sucks. Especially if you buy products in or buy use food or whatever that you're using to make the, and produce a product, you make it ready. And if they don't pay for it, you're done. Or in Harrison's case, buying flight tickets, there's cancellation fees for those, everything else. So when you do the work, you got to get paid, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it's been a pleasure as always. Hopefully we can do more of these uh, these podcasts together, Isaiah. And again, as always, you can contact me at hmagician.com or just add me as a Harrison Horton on Facebook. And I look forward to joining you again on the Bootstrap podcast. Thank you. And you have a great day, man.
You too. Peace. If you found value in this content, please leave a comment and give us a five-star rating on whichever podcast platform you use. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most other podcast platforms. If you would like to support us, you can check out our sponsor links, or if you would like to directly support the show, you can donate or join our membership program at buymeacoffee.com forward slash bootstrap. Of course, it really helps when you share these podcasts as well. If you would like to interact with me and other bootstrappers and leaders, you can join our O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast Facebook group. You have been listening to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast and Athos Business Solutions Podcast. For our companion podcast, the Athos Business Podcast, hosted by Jason St. Clair, past episodes and related blogs, check out our website at www.athos.com, which is www.athoz.com or atheoz.com. Until next time, I've been your friendly neighborhood entrepreneur, Isaiah O'Connor.